Hey, so this podcast is all about team building. And so I know that you are probably here because you're thinking about hiring or building a team, or maybe you've even started to do so, but still have a lot of questions about how to do it the right way. Growing your team is a huge step. Even if you're just thinking about it, I applaud you. And also, there are a lot of things that you might not even think about that can be absolutely disastrous for a newly growing company if you don't know that you need to be aware in advance. So I created a guidebook for you. It's called The 10 Pitfalls of Growing a Creative Team. And that's gonna help you avoid the things that can wreak havoc on your business if you're not careful. Things that I really wish someone had told me when I first started growing a team. It's a free guidebook, so you can download your copy right now. Just click that link in the top of the episode description, or you can go to hannahbjorndahl.com slash guidebook. That's H-A-N-N-A-H-B-J-O-R ndal.com slash guidebook. Okay, have you ever said this statement to a friend, a spouse or partner, a peer in your industry, or maybe you've just written it in your journal? Here it is. I know what I need to be doing. I just don't have the time right now to do it. I really hope I'm not alone here because I definitely was saying this pretty much on a daily basis to my husband for several years. I knew exactly what it would take to achieve XYZ successes and accomplishments that I was aiming for. I had learned all the strategies through podcasts, courses, networking events, mentorships, you name it. I knew I could see the finish line, but for about two full years, absolutely nothing changed in my business. I worked roughly the same number of hours. I made roughly the same amount of money. I was disappointed with the same things in my business as I had been two years previously. All the changes that were taking place in my business honestly just felt marginal. None of those big ideas were actually getting accomplished. And I think you already know what happens at the end of this story, right? Or at least at the end of those two years. No one can keep on keeping on with a business when your heart and your mind are dreaming of all that could be, but nothing ever happens. I hit a wall. I was burnt out. My work suffered as a result and my clients suffered. So maybe you have experienced this too. Maybe you're experiencing it right now. I hear a lot and I mean a lot of small business owners say that exact phrase. I know what I need to be doing. I just don't have enough time right now to do it. And what makes me really sad is they're like me. I will hear that same phrase over and over and over again over the course of weeks months, even years. So today I want to tackle this topic and share what I think so many business owners are getting totally wrong. Let's get started. I'm Hannah Bjorndahl and you're listening to Everyone Wins. overwhelmed by all the things you think you should be doing in your business? Like you have a million amazing ideas that you know will make your business better, and yet you can't seem to find time to even accomplish one of them? Do you feel frustrated, disappointed, and maybe even a little bit guilty that you haven't reached that next level? I remember feeling this way too, and I have great news for you, my friend. It doesn't have to be that way, which is why I'm so glad you're here. Everyone Wins is a podcast for business owners like you, 
smart, successful, and passionate about your business. I'm here to help you achieve your best and most fulfilled life, one that is free from the burdens of all the shoulds and laser-focused on the things that will really make an impact, both on your business and your life. So a question for you, how much free time do you have in a typical work day? What about a typical work week? When you think about what you really want to be doing with your time, those more big picture things that you get excited about, what's stopping you from doing it? Think about your answer for a minute. If you had asked me to answer these questions like two or three years ago, I would have immediately got a pit in my stomach. Without saying a word, I would have felt really overwhelmed and disappointed in myself. I would describe to you how I don't really have any free time in a typical workday or week. I didn't have much free space to just sit, think, reflect, and plan. I was going, going, going all the time. I had a lot of amazing ideas for ways to improve, grow, and strengthen my business, and some of them even had the specific intention of creating more room in my life. I knew that that was something I needed, yet nothing was changing, and honestly, I didn't know what was stopping me. That was one of the most frustrating parts. It just felt like each day I would wake up hopeful to have some time to work on the more big picture strategic elements of my business, and then the entire day would go by. It was like 7 p.m. I hadn't eaten enough, and I'd be starving because I didn't have lunch. My husband would be trying to be as patient as possible and asking me when I'd be done for the day, and honestly, I'd have no idea. I would be like, I guess now, or maybe I could keep working for 36 hours straight because I have enough to do. It seemed like there was never a true stopping point or even a starting point. Everything just blended together. I was squeezing in work whenever I could, and everything changed in 2019, which if you have heard my story before, you already know, I totally changed my strategy and mindset within my business, and it affected every element of my life. A major area that totally changed was what my day-to-day work life looked like and my general work-life balance. I suddenly had the time to work on the things that were most important to move my business forward, and I also felt confident leaving work at work every day, which was an amazing feeling. That's something that had been a constant struggle, honestly, since I started my business at the very beginning. I was working less, making more money, and most importantly, I was a million times happier than I had been. So what changed? What was my secret? I can sum that up in one word intentional. I got incredibly intentional about my choices, and this involved a lot of changes, including coming up with a clear vision for my business and for my life, creating a strategic business plan, breaking down that big picture into small bite-sized goals, and more. But honestly, those were just the tactics and strategies to get me there. The true change came from the fact that I wanted to live an intentional life. I didn't want my business to run me anymore. I wanted to start running my business on my terms. So this might all sound like a bunch of theoretical jargon that doesn't actually help you make a change in your life to create more time and space for the things that are most important. And that is the last thing that I want. This podcast is, always has been, and always will be a place where you can apply what you're learning because I'm giving you the tools to do so. So here's what I have for you today. Five concrete ways to make room in your life 
for the things that are most important. So let's get started with that list. Number one. Number one is to get clear on your why. I know you've heard me say it before if you're a regular listener to this podcast, but you have got to get clear on why you do what you do. Understanding why you are doing your job, why you're running your business is step one of achieving your best and most fulfilled life. So I want to encourage you to establish a personal vision for your life that paints the picture of that best and most fulfilled life. What does an ideal work-life balance look like for you? What do you want your most important relationships to look like on a weekly basis? Who do you want to spend time with? How do you want to be involved in your community? What do you want to do with your off time? How much money do you need to make each year to live that life? Ask yourself the big questions. This is the one life that you have been given. Think intentionally about how you really want to spend it on a day-to-day basis. And then think about your vision for your business. Who's your business serving and how and why? What's your role in it? If you have team members, what do you want for them? What do you want for your team and for your company culture? Think deeply about the vision you have for how your business will serve its customers and its employees. And make sure this vision perfectly aligns with that personal vision. Your personal vision is the most important. Your business should power that life that you're dreaming of, not the other way around. Your business shouldn't run you. You should be running your business. And so when you're thinking about your business vision, you shouldn't be looking around and seeing what other businesses are doing because that individual running that business has a different personal vision than you do. No one can tell you how to run your business in the best way except for you. So like I said before, this is your one life. Only you can decide how you want to use your time, energy, money, and resources. If you feel like you're wasting your life working on a business that makes you miserable, that you're not totally happy with, only you have the power to change that. So this is the beauty of being business owners, right? We don't have to answer to a boss or climb the corporate ladder to do what we want. We are our own bosses. We get to call the shots. We get to make decisions for how we want to live our life on a daily basis. So first things first, you have to gain clarity on the big picture and define your why. And if this task seems really daunting to you and you have no idea where to start, I do have a free guide to casting a vision. You can find that at hannahbjorndahl.com slash vision 2020. And I will also drop that in the show notes. So if you haven't worked on this guide in the past, definitely take advantage of it now. This is a great place to start. So that's the first thing on my list for you today. And it is by far the most important because if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you already know that I consider this to be the foundation of being a successful entrepreneur. If you haven't already defined your why, today is the day. Go get that guide. All right, let's move on to number two. My second way for you to make more time in your life today is to establish a morning routine. Okay, let's get clear on what I mean by a morning routine. A morning routine is a series of daily habits and self-care rituals that you do before anything else happens in your day. If you're not already doing a morning routine or maybe you aren't consistent or you're not sold on the idea, let me break it down for you. Here is why having a solid morning routine will change your life. Number one, it guarantees personal time each and every day, making you the priority, not your business. If you want to live your best and most fulfilled life, you need to prioritize you. 
The practice of a personal morning routine is a daily habit that says, I matter. My needs matter. My life matters. Number two, it allows you to practice healthy habits regularly rather than as an afterthought. So personally, I nurture my physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional self during my morning routine. I spend time reading and praying. I exercise. I prepare breakfast. I journal. I do this every single day before I start work. Occasionally, I've gotten out of my morning routine habit. And let me tell you, I am not the same person when I'm not doing my morning routine every single day. All right, number three of why I think it is so important to have a morning routine in order to create more space in your life. It prepares your body and mind to work. So raise your hand if you've ever rolled right out of bed and walked straight to your computer to start working. Bonus points if you've just reached for your laptop or phone in bed and started working there. You guys, this is not the path to your best and most fulfilled life. And yes, we've all done that once or twice. But this is not the way to be a successful entrepreneur who has time in their day to get the most important things done. If the first thoughts and action that you do each morning are working on your business, you're not only prioritizing your business over yourself, but you're also putting yourself in a terrible physical and emotional state. If you want to do your best work, you need to take care of yourself first. Spending time simply waking up and caring for yourself before putting your mind to work actually allows you to do your best, most effective, and most efficient work. It was so crazy that I felt like I was getting way more work done as soon as I started practicing a morning routine. And the craziest part is that I spent nearly two hours on this morning routine each day, I still do, before work. I thought it was going to be this huge sacrifice time-wise when I decided to try out a morning routine, but it actually created way more space in my life because overall I was so much more healthy. I actually could go on all day about how important I think a morning routine is to a healthy, balanced life, but I will just direct you to my podcast episode all about this topic. If you're interested in learning more and actually establishing or improving your own morning routine. So head to episode 30, which is called The Single Best Thing I Did for My Business and Life in 2020. You will not be disappointed. Okay, my next strategy for creating more time in your life to do the most important things is to automate than outsource. So first, let's talk about automation. How much of your business currently runs on its own or at least semi runs on its own? What workflows, templates, or other systems have you built that save you time and energy and also allow your clients to receive a consistent experience? If you don't already have automations within your business, this is the most practical place to start in getting more organized and creating way more time in your life. Most of you probably are already using some kind of client relationship management system or CRM, but are you actually using the tools in the system to automate your business? Systems like HoneyBook, Dubsado, Pixify, and Tave are all great options, and they have built-in options for automating your business to make life way easier and also ensure that no client slips through the cracks. This is an everyone wins situation. You're saving time, energy, stress, your clients are getting an amazing and consistent experience, and nothing is slipping through the cracks. Basically, in my opinion, this is a no-brainer. If you're new to automations, I encourage you to set aside a few days, as hard as that might seem. I'm talking about a few full days, block them off. 
to totally learn your CRM system and get it set up in a way that is effective for you. In the short term, it might cause a few late nights, but long term, it's going to save you hours and hours of time every single week. I'm going to pause from this episode for a minute to talk to you about what I think is one of the best ways to elevate your business's market position. Let me tell you about our episode sponsor, Baskin Co. If you've been following me for a while, you know that in the past, my website was a struggle. I spent hours and hours of time trying to find a great web designer, but I found that it was really hard to find someone who was willing to take a deep dive into my very specific and very real website needs. Enter Megan Baskin from Baskin Co. Baskin Co. is a modern website design and brand strategy studio that works with creative entrepreneurs like you so you can book your dream clients, increase your prices, and elevate your market position to break into the luxury market. While her website designs are absolutely stunning, BCO also specializes in creating highly strategic designs that will drive your business towards your biggest goals, which is one of the many reasons why she is the best. Megan actually cares about the why behind your website. Baskin Co. redesigned my own website, and during our big rebrand, she was the true MVP. She walked me through every step of the process, paying attention to the smallest of small details that made the biggest impact. Most BCO clients opt for a payment plan, and just for being a listener of this podcast, Megan will cover your first payment, so that means your first payment is free. Just make sure you mention Everyone Wins. So if you want a stylish website that takes your business to the next level, you can connect with Megan at baskinco.com, that's B-A-S-K-I-N-C-O.com, or on Instagram at baskin.co. Now let's get back to the conversation. So now I have another question for you. Are you outsourcing anything in your business currently? If the answer is no, and you are also feeling really overwhelmed and lacking time to get the most important things done, then it's absolutely time to start outsourcing your work, my friend. The tricky thing about outsourcing is that it requires a little more time on the front end in order to really start outsourcing in an effective way. If you've tried to outsource in the past, or maybe you are currently outsourcing something, you know this, having to do that little bit of extra work to prepare for outsourcing might have discouraged you from outsourcing in the past. I also know that you might feel uncomfortable with the idea of paying someone to do what you already know how to do and can do. It might feel like a waste of money, right? I wanna encourage you, that outsourcing is 100% worth the extra time up front, energy, and money. I resisted outsourcing anything for about two years past when I needed to, and to be honest, this ultimately cost me money because I had to turn clients away or was losing them because I just didn't have enough time for everything. If you're not sure where to begin with outsourcing, here's your first step. In the Note app of your phone, start a running list of all the little tasks that you really hate doing. Keep this going as long as you need to. On the flip side, consider which tasks are a must for the business owner, you. And let me say, that list of things that the owner must do and no one else can, it should be an incredibly short list. Be brave with this one and think critically about what you could train someone else to do or what another business is already set up to do for you. If you're really overwhelmed, consider working with a digital COO or integrator 
And if you're curious what those two types of people do, I have an entire episode where I interview an amazing digital COO that's coming up in just a few weeks. So stay tuned. I think that really the best thing you can do with automating and outsourcing is to take baby steps in this direction every single day to set up your business in a way that it runs itself. It's overwhelming to think of the big picture and do all the things to get your business in a place where it runs itself. So just consider what small steps you can take each day to get there. Also, if you're interested in really doing this well, check out the book Built to Sell by John Warlow to really get an in-depth understanding of what this might look like in your business. All right, next, my fourth tip for you is to set hard deadlines. All right, I think it goes without saying that having a deadline for various projects, tasks, and goals really helps get things done. If you listened to my goal setting episode a while back, it was episode number 46, five foolproof steps to achieving a big goal. You probably remember one of the key elements of achieving a goal is having it be time sensitive. If you haven't listened to that episode and you struggle with achieving goals, definitely go back and give it a listen. The bottom line is if you want to achieve a goal, it absolutely must have a deadline. However, I also think that as small business owners with no boss to answer to, it's sometimes easy to let those deadlines slide by without consequences. Yes, you should be setting a reward if you accomplish the goal by the deadline, but sometimes that is not enough incentive, is it? So here is a strategy that works really well for me personally to set a true hard deadline. Plan time off. Whether it's a long weekend with friends, a vacation, family time, whatever, put it on your calendar starting on the day after the deadline. If the time off includes a reward for achieving your goal, even better. The idea here is that you have something that you are looking forward to that you absolutely do not want to have to cancel, but you also don't want to let that goal go so far overdue that it doesn't get done. Seeing that big gap of time on your calendar is going to remind you that there's no other option than getting that thing done on time. So this is a great way to get the bigger picture goals completed, the big goals. Sometimes what I like to do is have a couple really big goals or really big tasks that are super important to the big picture of my business that are all due on that date. That doesn't work for everyone, but for me, it's nice to see that I'm working towards a few big things and then I have this gap of time that I'm looking forward to that is time off. And I really am motivated to complete everything before that gap of time so that I can just sit back and relax and enjoy the fact that I completed my goals. So I really recommend this method, even if you're not going to go anywhere, even if it's just a staycation, plan something fun for yourself. Do not work on those days. Make it totally relaxing. Spend time with people you care about. And it really is going to help you get things done, move the needle forward. So you may find that there are other ways to set hard deadlines for yourself, and those are great too. Maybe you are naturally more disciplined than me. However, I know my entrepreneur friends out there are often in the exact same situation as me. They have the same problem with discipline as I do. So sometimes setting yourself up for success means orchestrating your schedule in a way that it is very obvious that you have either achieved or failed. And that leads me to my last tip, number five, have accountability. Once again, those of us who are inclined to be a little less disciplined sometimes need a push from the outside to actually complete and achieve the things that we have committed to. Maybe this isn't at all your problem, and if that's the case, good for you. 
but I really do think that for most of us creative entrepreneurs, having a friend, peer, or partner who knows what we're working on and when it needs to be completed by will help us stay on track. I know that it helps me personally stay on track. I think this works really well, especially when you find a peer that also needs accountability. If you have someone in your circle that has the same desire to grow and achieve, this could be the perfect opportunity for a partnership. And there are other advantages to working side by side with a peer in this way. You'll be able to share ideas, get feedback, and generally share in the ups and downs of owning a business together. So if you know you need accountability in your life and in your business, start by looking for a fellow small business owner who wants the same thing as you. So I just went through a few really practical ways to create more space, more freedom in your business and life. These are tactics that you can use right away, but I want to once again draw your attention back to number one, get clear on your why. If you want to live your best and most fulfilled life, you have to first define what that exactly is. This takes time. It takes mental and emotional space. It takes conversations with your spouse or partner or people who you care about in your life. It's a process. However, it is absolutely the most rewarding process that you can imagine once it's completed. Understanding your why is also fluid. It will shift and change over time, and that's a good thing. I really want you to see the bigger picture. I want you to live life intentionally and stop letting your business run you. I would also love to hear from you. How is developing your vision working for you? Are you hitting any roadblocks? What's been hard? What's been easy? I am on this journey alongside you and I would love to hear directly from you. If you haven't already joined the Facebook group, head right over there now, hannahbjornall.com slash Facebook and join me in regular discussions where you can learn and grow with other creative business owners like yourself. If you want to reach out to me directly, that's great too. You can send me a DM on Instagram at Hannah Bjorndahl, or you can email me at info at It's always a pleasure to have you here listening. So thanks so much for joining me today. If you've been listening to today's episode thinking, wow, I'd really love to start getting more intentional with my business and I'm ready to truly start making that a priority in my life, then you might be a good fit for my one-on-one coaching program. If you're interested in learning more about that or applying, head to hannahbjorndahl.com slash coaching to learn more. I would love to hear from you. That's all for today. I'll see you next week. 